Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cinema Sword Podcast, where we talk about movies and everything that has anything to do with movies. I am Brooks. I'm Christopher. And we're here today to talk about just uh, just two films and uh, just give our give our thought give our thoughts about about them. Let you know how how they are. Uh, first one we'll talk about is uh, Jordan Peele's new uh, God. What kind of movie is this? Uh, Suspense thriller, mm-hmm. yeah, his new suspense thriller, um, Nope. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I'd call us a horror film. I don't know. Would you classify his films as that? Is that are they all just thrillers? Uh, I probably. I feel like it has some horror aspects to it. It's not all yeah. horror. It's not no. like a conjuring or anything. But uh, no, yeah, it's more on the thriller side of things. I, I, for some reason, I have been thinking about his films as horror films, but they're not. They're they're sus- they're they're suspense thrillers and they're really good ones too. Um, but I think the rating that they give it sometimes they they have horror in it. Yeah. So that's it's yeah, just, that's it's just it not all. It's just not all horror. Well, uh, this one was this one was pretty good and a lot I've heard a lot of people saying that this is like an in between between Get Out and Us. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I, where I'd rank. I like all I like all three films, and I, I I have to agree. Get Out is his best. Yeah. I don't understand why Us gets gets uh, a lot of crap. Well, well it doesn't get crap, crap but, but it, everyone's everyone expressed a little bit of disappointment with it, and I was just yeah. like, and honestly, I'm sitting here like WTF. I thought it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Same. Now look, it's not as, but I guess a, a lot of people were just just didn't buy into the concept, but. Yeah, and I get it. That's a hard concept to buy into, but I think the essential. I okay. So here's the thing: the essential idea was evil doppelgangers or whatever. Yeah, but then he took that idea and he tried to really build it into a um, a believable concept. Like, what if this was real, and what if this was the reason why? Mm-hmm. It's a little odd, and I could see, but I could see why people couldn't buy into it that said if you can just get past that it's a really good movie yeah I for one particularly enjoyed the twist at the end yeah which really took me by surprise and uh, I don't give a shit about people who are just like oh I was smart enough to say it ahead of time well good for fucking you <laughs> alright I don't catch these twists ahead of time most almost pretty yeah, much most almost times. Any, any, most times yeah and I'm really happy when they catch me off guard. I met a guy once who, who uh, saw the twist. He didn't even think there was a twist. He pretty much knew that, put together that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time in the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. So like when the twist happened, it did nothing for him. He was just like, "What the fuck? Like, why? Why is this a big surprise now?" Yeah. He and I was, and honestly, I'm glad I didn't have that perspective, because when I first saw the Sixth Sense, that ending blew my mind. Yeah. And I remember being feeling very riveted, and I remember going back and watching it again, and I was just like, "This is amazing." Yeah, the Sixth Sense is is great to watch. It's 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 the greatest viewing on your first viewing, and then it's great to go back and watch it again just so you can see, just so you can really uh, see everything. And you're just like, "Oh, again, yeah, now I get it." Yeah, and then it's great to watch it again with someone else. Oh yeah, um, that movie. That type of movie is not only Sixth Sense for me, but it's also The Prestige for me. There you go. As well. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, we watched The Prestige together yeah. uh, for my first time, and I remember you got a kick out of my oh, reaction yeah. at the end. I, I lost my mind. Um, that was a good night. Okay, so I liked <clears throat> Us. Nope. I not sure where I'd place it. I don't. Lo- Honestly, I think I think I liked Us better than I liked Nope. Mm-hmm. But Nope was really good. Yeah. And um, I got, but, and, and uh, our, our Rotten Tomatoes little review of it mentions uh, it has a very, uh, they, they use the word like Spielgarian mm-hmm. uh, spectacle to it. Mm-hmm. And what they meant is it has a, it has a spectacle uh, to it uh, that is very much like Spielberg's films. Yeah. And to me, that was a pretty much um, I drew that all the way to Jaws. Yeah. And when you think about what was going on at the end of the movie and how they took out the which okay, so basically let's talk real quick about what the thing was. So everyone was like UFOs, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of a UFO, but it's not. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, it's, it's a living creature. Yeah. But it's an alien. Yeah, it's a UFO a, technically because we don't know what it is. Unidentified flying yeah. object. Yeah, but it's not a spaceship. Like yes. We all assumed. So UFO is accurate, but... Maybe not alien. Yeah, not. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was the everyone. Everyone was like aliens, and it was like, not really. I yeah. don't know. But the thing is, uh, so uh, in order to, it's like a wild animal, you know, whatever. And uh, I, I actually, I actually enjoyed that little bit. Of, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, what was going on with the end and how they took it out? It speaks ex- very much to, to to the ending of Jaws. Mm-hmm. Very much to the ending of Jaws. It's pretty much almost exactly how Jaws ends. <laughs> yeah. And Jaws is a great movie. Jaws is a great suspense thriller. And uh, Jordan Peele took a similar, took that kind of situation. And uh, he, he, he he did do something. So, uh, when you put it all together, it makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a, it's a similar kind of situation. You know, there's yeah. this dangerous thing lurking around. It's killing people. No one can uh you know no one can do anything about it and, and you have these group of characters they come up with a plan and they it's very um uh, this unorthodox plan and then they and by the end of it they they get it done and they, they come up with a, with a very interesting way to deal with the beast at the end and they they kill it yeah so um and part of and, and part of it is uh it's all it's always about man it's it's very man versus beast and and the only way man can overcome the beast is to um use our wits Mm-hmm. You know, no one, no one can. Uh, um, oh, what was the guy's name? I think his name was Rob Schneider. Was the character at the end of the Jaws who killed the shark? Okay. Yeah, Rob Schneider. You know, he knew he couldn't like you know beat down a shark with his fists, or he wouldn't have been able to stab it to death. So yeah. he had a he tossed a, an oxygen tank in its mouth or or whatever uh, it was and. Uh, and then he shot it with a he shot it with a rifle, and blew it blew it to hell. And yeah, something similar happens in this one. They it eats uh, the girl at the end eats gets it to eat a big boy balloon or whatever it was. Yeah, it was a, Ju- a Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter balloon or the character of Jupiter. Um, what do you think? What do you think about the performances in this? Um, I thought I thought they were all great. Yeah. Um. I think Kiki Palmer steals the show for me. Yeah, she was she was pretty good. I I'd have to say she was the best thing about the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Good Everyone to see else Michael was Wincott right. back. I haven't seen him in a lot. Of, I haven't seen him in anything. Who? Michael Wincott. Oh oh yeah, is, is he the, I, I don't know everyone's name in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but is he the is he the brother? No, he's the uh, cinematographer. Oh yeah. Oh, that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's mostly known for me. I mo- I, I mainly know him as the villain in the Crow, mm-hmm. and first and foremost, he's Rochefort in the uh, the Disney uh, Musket Three Musketeers movie. Yeah. yeah, that's him. That's how I know him. From. Yeah. First um, and foremost, yeah, he is Rush. First and foremost, mm-hmm. my first exposure to him was Rochefort, and uh, God, I loved him as that character. He was really yeah. good. Um, great. Now I want to watch Three Musketeers again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's really good in the Crow too. Uh, I think his performance as Rushford was better though. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, he's he's one of the he he hasn't done anything of late. Or yeah, nothing. Like if he's done anything, it's stuff people have. It's very under the radar. People probably haven't, haven't heard of it. Mm. And um, but no, he he showed up in this and he was really good. Yeah, and honestly, you know what he is? Oh God, he's uh. <laughs> What's the... Oh, I don't know the character's name. Okay, so I don't... I haven't seen Jaws in a long time, folks. Okay, so I don't remember everyone's name. I know that... Um, I believe it's Richard Dreyfus is also in the movie. His, his name is... I, I believe it's Richard Dreyfus. It's Rob Schneider, Richard Dreyfus, and... Um, I'm going to... I always get Richard Dreyfus and someone else confused with each other, but I'm pretty sure it's Richard. Who was, who was the guy? Wait, wait. Let, let's just clear this up right now. I always get this guy and Richard Dreyfus kind of confused in my head with each other. Who was the guy in, in uh, when Harry met Sally? Who's that guy? Billy Crystal. Thank you. Okay, so it's it is Richard Dreyfus. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why I get him and Billy Crystal mixed up with each other in my head. It's weird. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of like, they have similar energies to me when they're on screen. Yeah. They're different. I was see that. They are different. They look different. They, 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 they look, oh, yeah, different, they look very different, but they have similar energies. Mm-hmm. So I always mix them up in my head with each other. <laughs> so, but yes, Richard Dreyfuss and Rob Schneider in the movie. There's this other guy in the movie though. And I don't remember the character's name. And I have never seen the actor in another movie, so I don't know the actor's name. No, but they enlist his help to um, <clears throat> to kill the shark. Robert Shaw as Quint. That's right. And Jaws. They enlist this guy, uh, guy's help. Robert Shaw as Quint. Mm-hmm. And he's this uh, weird, maniacal, like, dude who is just like... I, his first scene, he talks about how dangerous the shark is. This isn't your normal, you know, you know, thing you go after. And he, and then after you talk about how dangerous it is, he goes, I'll get it for you mm-hmm. <laughs> for it this much. Um, and uh, he ends up getting killed in, in Jaws. And I feel like, um, what's his name? Rushfort? Michael Wincott. Thank you. Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott's character is his character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He dies. Uh, Trying, trying to get the impossible shot. Yeah. Um, of course, cool. Michael Wincott's character knowingly knew he was kind of going oh, to yeah. his death. Quinn's character, not so much. He right. very much like was just like he didn't want to. He 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 didn't want to die. In fact, I I always took it as like uh, he felt like he was going to be the one that would kill the shark. And honestly, when I first saw the movie and he died, I was like, well, what do they do now? That was like their, that was their dude that was supposed to make it happen. Yeah. So for me, like it, it upped the stakes. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think it's cool that Ma- Michael Wincott's basically Quinn's character. And yeah, Michael Wincott, he turned into a pretty good performance here. Him and uh, Kiki. Kiki Palmer, the girl. Kiki Palmer. They both turned in great performances. Um I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I, I don't know their names. But yeah, the uh, the brother. OJ. OJ. Yeah. He or was, Chris Kalula. Yeah. Yeah. OJ was actor. fine. I. You know that guy always turns into pretty good performance. Oh yeah. Um, I always feel like he uh, he he he's never like uh, I don't know. This is gonna sound odd to say, but I'm gonna try to make it clear. Um. I don't have an issue with the performance at all. It's really good, but it doesn't wow me. Yeah, well, yeah, because he just plays kind of this stoic character yes. who's been, you know, traumatized yes. by his uh, yes. dad's death. So, yeah, and would you say his character is also a bit stoic in Get Out? Uh, not as much as in this, but yeah, yeah. I can see some stoic. Yeah. Hey, I like the character better in Get Out. I thought he was really good. Oh, yeah. I thought he was really, really good in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um. Here he's here he's good, yeah. But that's it. He's good. Yeah, you're right. He turns into a very good stoic performance, and uh, you could tell the character he was told to play. I think he nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just nothing too wowing about the character. Yeah. Um, that, but he was. Gotta say that ending with him at the end on the horse and his sister's just like they're both standing there. It's kind of an odd way to abruptly end the film. I was just like, there was no other follow-up ending scene you could have gone with. No, I think that's part of the uh, the theme of the movie as well, because you have that surface-level theme of man versus beast, and mm-hmm. why Chris Kaluuya's character could figured out the monster's weaknesses pretty quickly, because he's throughout the film you learn that he's not very into. Uh, uh, new technology he has a flip phone mm. everybody else has their uh, smartphones um and it goes back to the bible verse that opens up the the movie about spectacle or whatever right so and, and you can tell chris kalu's character is not wanting to be on that set but he has to be on that set because he's the animal trainer uh so he's not all about the spectacle so I feel like that end, us as the audience are wanting to know what happens next. Do you do you actually get that photograph that uh, M Emma Emma Emerald Emerald took of the uh, 
alien monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And do they actually get money or is he alive? And I think that kind of speaks to the fact that uh, this whole movie is really about spectacle. We wanted to see what happens, but we don't get it. Um, just same with the uh, the whole sub-story of Gordy, the chimp. We don't actually see him kill people because it's hidden behind a couch. We see it, but we don't see a brutal death. Yes. I meant to ask, I, I need to ask a question about this. I meant to look into this, mm-hmm. and, I didn't, and I haven't done it. It's been a very busy um, week for me since mm-hmm. I've seen Nope. Um, is, that, is that a true story? That, I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Because, I mean, there's been a ton of animal accidents for used for shows that have gone wrong. Like Siegfried and Roy. Right. With the tiger. Tillicum from SeaWorld killing his trainer. Uh, other whales that attacking their trainers. So it also kind of goes back on that. That message of, like, spectacle-wise, we shouldn't be trying to train these animals just for profit. Right. No, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that and, yeah, the whole... Now, I've heard some people say that the Gordy stuff, mm-hmm. as good as it was, is very unnecessary to the story. Kind of helped it drag or whatever. Yeah. I gotta say, it was really good and very horrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, I just really want to know if, it, if that was a real thing or not, because I'm not going to lie, like, I... I bought that that was like real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if there there was an incident where they had a sitcom where they had used a, an actual chimpanzee and maybe it is just, just just inspired, but like it felt like it was very authentic and mm-hmm. I, I never heard of anything like this, so I, I, I'm that's why I'm like, is this real or not? Yeah. Uh, but that aside. Those it was, those were really good sequences. The only issues I have with it is how clearly CGI the monkey is. Yeah, you can really not, tell. Not bad CGI, not bad, yeah. but very noticeable CGI. Yeah. Um, man, when he approached when he approached uh, the boy under the table, who is like the older version that we the younger version of the older we see in the movie. Yeah, uh, Jupe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when he approached him, I was like, I was on edge. I was like, oh god. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then what happened next was nuts. Going in for the fist bump and then yeah. kill him. Which, of course, I was just like, good on you. Yeah. Kill the fucking monkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, no, I kind of would push. I can understand. I think that's why this movie, on a story level wise, is below us for me. Uh, but cinematography-wise, I think Nope is is probably number one. But I think that they could have done the Gordy stuff a little bit better. All it really does is kind of give some background information on our Jupe character and why he's doing why he's doing what he's doing. Right. So um, that's why I would kind of push back on the fact that people who think that oh that was completely unnecessary for the story wise yes it's kind of you could do without it but as a character development i feel like that was it was good use for that yeah okay i see what you're saying yeah uh this film was very well helmed and shot Mm -hmm. direction was really good um the only thing that's questionable is kind of the concept, but even then, like I think everything came across pretty well. Yeah. Um, damn. I got nothing much more to say about it. I really liked how the how, how the tech guy really inserted himself into the situation. Yeah. Uh, that, that was that was kind of funny, and I do like. I thought it was he was he was a he was smart to wrap himself up in that barbed wire. Oh yeah. As that thing tried to take him. Yeah. That was. I think the actor's name is Matthew Perez. Mm. He did a good job as well. He was probably the funniest character out of those three. Yeah. Well, I don't really think I have much more to say about it. I'm just trying to think of a grade to give it. Um, I don't know. I don't think I want to rank it too high. 
but it was very well. You know what? I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah, I was going to give it an 8, too. It's not perfect, but it's not it's not as good as a 9, but it deserves more than a 7, so I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I think, the, like I said, the cinematography was really good, really great. I really want to know how they did those night scenes because those are really well lit. And um, the performances were great. I liked the theme relating to spectacle and why, um, you know, we don't see a lot of the violence of the monkey scene and um, it not being aliens, aliens as we know. I like that as well. It was a good, I liked it, but I did like that barn scene though with the kids dressed as aliens because I really thought those were going to be our aliens. And that was still a suspenseful scene. Either way, but I didn't know it was. That scene was creepy at first, yeah. And then, when, and then, and then when you find out that they're uh, the kids, you're just like, "Yeah, he got me." Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. But like I said, um, yeah, it's an eight. Um, story wise, it's probably the third. Uh, Get us is first, us is second, and this is third, and then. Yeah. But cinematography wise, I think this is above get out in us so really yeah huh. it's been a while since I've seen get out I remember quite I remember like all of it mm-hmm. but uh yeah you're right I think cinematography wise you're right it is this is the best his best work I think uh get out just had a very wild concept that was believable yeah people were able to buy into it yeah um so um there is another movie. It is in that that we that we saw this last weekend. It is in theaters, but very limited because it's a Netflix film. And uh, that movie is The Gray Man, directed by the Russo brothers, which is why yeah. I was very eager to check it out. Not to mention the fact that it stars Chris Evans as the villain. And uh, I wasn't so much excited as Ryan Goss uh, for Ryan Gosling. I was more excited because oh, Chris Evans is in it, and the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> These guys have made some of my favorite movies ever: Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was very, very interested to watch it. Very eager. Um, and Ryan Gosling was actually really, really good as the protagonist. I really like this movie. Is pretty. This movie to me is uh, it's mostly solid, is what I'll say. Um, the only issues I have with it are a few flat performances from the supporting cast and some weak story points. And uh, honestly. I wasn't gonna say, and I haven't really said this before. Okay, so the movie is filled to the brim with action, mm-hmm. filled to the brim. Like there is so much insane action in this film. There is one sequence that I found to be, I mean, I enjoyed all the action. I enjoyed watching all of it, but when you go back and you think, there's one part I went back and thought back to, and I thought, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like this is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like there are, and there are a couple times in the movie where this happens. Uh, Ryan Gosling's character is very badass, but he's almost too badass at times. There are times where he pulls stuff off, and you're just like, "Okay, <laughs> you're practically a fucking superhero." Yeah. Like that's that's the only explanation because there's like stuff he's doing and it's just like there's no fucking way in hell you'd be able to do that. There's this crazy sequence where he's on a um, well, uh, what are those trains called? Like what was in Shang- that train fight in Shang Chi? That was a train. That was like a bus train. Yeah, I mean, to me that's just a bus. Like a oh crap. Well, they're, they're on a railway. Yeah. No, like a. I don't know what that's called. I don't live in. I don't live in that a trolley, maybe. Yeah. Well, there's this like, uh, there's this, there's this trolley that at first is moving pretty moderately slow, and then it speeds up as they use it in a chase sequence, mm-hmm. and then it comes off the rails and it starts to crash through a building. But while it's before that, while it's going, 
uh, Ryan Gosling is on top of it, and there's a guy in in the in the car below him, mm-hmm. and he looks, and they're passing by a building with windows, and he looks over and he sees their reflection, and he uses the reflection to aim at where the guy is and and shoots and kills him in one shot, and I was just like. No, <laughs> that was that was that was pretty cool, but no. <laughs> there's there's a, just a couple times where the movie does something like that, and you're just like, that is nuts. No, this. I mean, maybe if he was like superhuman mm-hmm. or whatever, but he's not. He's very much. Just a regular guy. Just, just like there's nothing supernatural or superhuman about him. He's just really good at killing people. Yeah. But I feel like they stressed him so far into that, like, oh, this would be really badass if he did this, and it's just like, yeah, but he's not a fucking Terminator. <laughs> so, no, no. To be clear, he wasn't ever invincible, which I liked. There are plenty of times where he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And which was good. This that really helped the film going forward. Yeah. Um, I will say the best thing about this movie is Chris Evans as a villain. Oh my god, Chris Evans had so much fun as his character. He, you could tell he. And uh, if you if you watch the Russo brothers, they did a couple of interviews where they talk about um, they they talk about the Gray Man and they say, well, we loved working with Chris so much, and he was such a great Captain America that when we when we uh, wanted him to come in and do the Gray Man, we thought, "What is the most opposite way we could we could go from Captain America with him?" <laughs> and, yeah. and they say, "We're and we're pretty sure Lloyd and the Gray Man is pretty much the antithesis of Captain America." <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to an extent, they're right. He pre yeah he is. Um, yeah, he's endlessly entertaining as the character. I found myself laughing out loud quite a few times at his lines there's a scene where he gets tranked suddenly by somebody mm-hmm. and they they, they they put a trank dart right in his ass yeah and he passes out and then later when he's uh, recuperating and he, and he meets back up with his team um, he's uh, he's complaining about he wants he wants aspirin or Tylenol or something and then and then uh, he's he's uh, bitching at the person working for him who is the woman who shoots him at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Your little fucking rules that you have to follow mean don't mean shit to me." And then he keep, and then he, and then he and he's like, "Oh, never mind about the aspirin people." And then he walks away. And then she's like, "Why are you walking like that?" And he's like, "Cause I got shot in the ass, Suzanne." <laughs> and it's so funny. Evans perf- now the thing is. Uh, some people are now some criticism people might have about this character is that his character was maybe a little bit over the top yeah. and maybe a little bit preposterous yeah. and maybe a little bit too much of a mustache twirling kind of villain a little mm-hmm. bit no pun intended because he is sporting a mustache in this yeah. or a moustache as I like to call it mm-hmm. or the trash stash as it is referred to by Ryan Gosling in the actual film um which okay fits the character to a T. It was a great touch for him to wear a mustache like that. Sure. I feel like they had to do that because Evans is too handsome. What the, to add the mustache? Well, he's too handsome to buy as a villain, even though he was the villain in Knives Out. Yeah. But but that was brilliantly done because we didn't we as the audience no one knew who the villain was when we first watched the film and you don't want him to be because of how likable he is and the fact well, that he, what he does as well yeah, helps yeah and, and, he's, and he's helping the main character so we're mm-hmm. thinking oh good he's an ally and we all love Chris oh look, you know, it's like, look at him he's so pretty you know and then da 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 he's a villain at the end and we're all like ah shit yeah but here he's a very he's a straightforward villain we have to buy him immediately as a villain so to me the mustache really helps with that I, I personally thought it did. Well, yeah, I guess so. But because uh, honestly, like even at the end, whenever like he's him and Gosling are fighting mm-hmm. at the end, honestly, he get, okay, he gets his ass kicked a lot in that fight. Yeah. 
I, I, I couldn't, and it's Chris Evans, so I couldn't help at times but feel sorry for him because <laughs> that's how likable he is. But the, okay, so back to what I was saying about how preposterous, over the top. But the thing is, though, he performs it so well. I agree. I uh, people have already said this, and I agree with it. You you kind of forget it. You do because he, he his performance is that entertaining, and it is that enjoyable to watch him. That you're just like, I know you're preposterous. I know you're over the top. I know this is a little much like yeah. but I love it I love it anyway and I I I I loved it a lot I especially love his last scene uh, where he's got the girl and he's got the flare gun on her mm-hmm. and uh, I, Evans God that dialogue he had if your strategy's based on whether or not I'll kill a child you need a new strategy <laughs> yeah and he fires it close to her face yeah <laughs> oh Okay, so um, you actually haven't seen the whole film. No. All right. Have you? Are, are you aware of the, uh, the the throwing loaded gun bit throughout the film? Throughout the film? No, probably there's, not. There's a throwing loaded gun uh, joke because there's a part where Anna de Armas uh, demands that a that uh, Ryan Gosling throw her a weapon, and mm. he he throws a gun at her. He throws a sh- he throws her a shotgun. He was about to throw her bullets, but then she. Th- takes off and tries to take the shot and then it's empty (laughs) and she gets she gets pissed and argues with him like why the fuck did you throw me an empty weapon he said the bullets were coming but you took off Mm -hmm. and then she's just like why wouldn't you throw me a loaded weapon he goes nobody throws a loaded weapon (laughs) that's stupid and uh anyway they have this huge argument about it and then later on at the end when he catches up with Chris Evans uh he demands that you know he surrender the weapon and then that's when he says the line for your strategy is based on whether or not I'll kill a child. You need a new strategy. And mm-hmm. after he fires the flare gun close to her face, um, Ryan Gosling unloads his weapon and then he tosses the gun into the water close to where they are. And then Lloyd's like, cute. I meant with the bullets. He's like, no one tosses a loaded gun, Lloyd. Mm. <laughs> so it was, I like how that little, that little bit came back okay. up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I, I the the movie that whole scene especially the the, movie, the whole movie pretty much in general is well shot like the cinematography the setting the mood like the lighting like uh, the atmosphere they created that they clearly fabricated a lot like like with like uh, you know lighting and shadow and mist and stuff they pretty, they clear a lot of it's clearly done in post production but it's done very well and it all looks very good. Like I said, the only big things I have against this film are some flat performances from the supporting cast and a, a, some weak story points because that's all that film was lacking was a, a bit of a better story to tell. It's a $200 million for Netflix. I think this is Netflix's most expensive film. Here's 220 but yeah, it was like, because there's another film we had that was $200 million. But yeah, this is this is the most expensive one by like mm-hmm. just a few million. Um. Honestly, for the most expensive film, with with some of the most popular directors and writers and actors today, it wasn't bad. It's not great, but it wasn't no. bad. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. The final fight at the end is particularly very enjoyable to watch. I just fucking loved it. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> did you know about how Evans is missing two fingers at the end? Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah, that that's a thing. If you haven't noticed, okay, so I, I know you've only seen bits and pieces of the film, yeah. Uh, but there, yeah, he gets he loses his fingers. I think uh, the girl shoots him off with a flare gun, mm-hmm. and that's how he gets the flare gun and, and he gets her or whatever. Gotcha. And it's funny because he has he actually takes her shoelaces and he ties up his hand with it. And there's a while he's fighting Ryan Gosling, uh, he goes to hit Ryan Gosling in the face, and Gosling just puts his head down. It's that old trick where you hit him in the forehead and it hurts your hand. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's, his fingers are gone. It especially fucking hurt. Yeah. And he's like, ah! And it's little moments like that where he reacts to the pain he receives that really adds to how enjoyable his performance is. Yeah. And uh, Gosling's like, do you miss your fingers, Lloyd? He's like, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> like it's, I, Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've watched this fight a few times. And I can I can't find a YouTube video that shows the whole thing. There are YouTube videos that show pretty much the whole gist of the fight. Yeah. But they it's one of those things where they 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 clearly edit it here and there. 
and uh, uh, to enjoy the whole thing fully un- uh, like without it being edited at all you have to go on to Netflix or wherever and just watch the whole thing mm-hmm. um, but yeah Evans is particularly great in the fight I loved how the fight started and how it progressed and how it I would have preferred it end, it end differently um, I, I liked where it was going though and I, I liked how it was ending until it ended um, I would have I, I think I just would have very much preferred if Gosling had gotten to kill Chris Evans um, yeah that's just, but that's would just made, me. Would have made sense for his character too. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like it when I love I love showdowns. I love showdowns between the hero and the villain. Just you know, especially when they initially go mono a mono. Mm-hmm. I I love that shit. I'm a sucker for it, and I love it whenever the hero gets to finish off the villain in some way, even if it's even if they pull a weapon at the end, whatever. I don't care as long as the hero as long as they finish it themselves. Some outside person coming in and, and taking the final shot. I've never liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I've never liked it, especially when it's not needed. Now, if for some reason like it's needed, and uh, this it, it, depending on the setting and the and the writing and the characters and, and and understanding why the hero would need the help at the end, that that's fine, especially if it's well executed. Here it was just it was very unneeded to me. I was just like, that was kind of a lazy way to end the fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't. It it worked for the follow up conversation that happened between that uh, Gosling's character and the girl that shot Lloyd. But um, but I I would have preferred uh, Gosling kill Evans. Uh, that would have been more satisfying to me. Uh, but I do love how the fight started and progresses. And, it, and when you think about it, it makes sense why Lloyd is so cocky going into the fight. Because he tells Gosling's character, I think I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes sense. But then it, but then when they start fighting immediately, it's it's obvious that Gosling's character is on like a six, is on a no, is like way ahead of Lloyd. And Lloyd is out of his depth. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, oh, Tell me you saw the scene. I got this is one of my favorite bits of the fight. Uh, I know you said you only seen bits of it, but uh, the the scene where he uh, Evans takes his shoe off. Have you seen that? Yes. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part because at first he comes in and I don't think Gosling lands. I don't think Gosling hits him once. Evans is just trying to hit Gosling anywhere, and Gosling is dodging and blocking every hit, and then he, and then. Evans like overextends a a uh, an overwrite punch, and uh, Gosling just pushes him off, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like and and it, that by itself was just like yeah you better step it up Lloyd you're in trouble, and I like how Lloyd is just like all right and then he sits down takes his shoe off and shakes the pebbles out. Yeah. and I like that little exchange with their faces where it's just like oh really that's what was holding you back. <laughs> And then uh, just their subtle acting, like Evans just, uh, he just does a little head, a head, uh, what, do we, what do you call that? Did he crack it? No, it's like a little shrug, a head shrug. It's, like it's like a head shrug. Mm-hmm. You don't use your shoulders though, you kind of just use your head. Yeah. You turn your head to the side, it's like a little, huh, what are you going to do? You know, like, little sh- I, loved, I loved Evans doing that and Gosling spitting out his gum <laughs> and then mm-hmm. go right back to it. And of course, as the fight progresses, oh fuck! I also love it when he knocks him in the water, and then he burns because he gets shot in the back earlier uh, by the flare gun, and, and right. the water hits it. He's just like, he's like, ah, damn, that stings. <laughs> that, that shit was hilarious. And then they keep fighting. He's getting his ass kicked, and I love it how he's just like he, and you can see on his face too. He's like, I'm not winning, mm-hmm. and that's when he pulls out the butterfly knife. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, I love that line. Let's see if these moves fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that fight scene at the end is the best part of the whole film. I feel like it was clearly like, I, I don't. I feel like when the Russos took this on, I don't know whose idea it was to make this movie. I don't know if it was a passion project the Russos sought out, or if they were, or, or if somebody else wanted to get it get it made and they sought the Russos out for it or whatever. But. Clearly, when the Russos read the script or whatever, they were most excited to shoot this scene. Mm-hmm. So this scene is the best scene of the whole film. At least for me, it is. 
everything in the movie was leading up to this whole scene. This was the scene I was looking forward to at the end of the movie. And um, I dug it. I really liked it. Um, I really wish it had a di- it had a different ending to it. Uh, but it was really good. And yeah, I loved how Evans was losing when they were going hand to hand. And then when he puts out the knife, he's way more deadly. Yeah. I liked how he has, he kind of has a forte. Okay. He's not so good hand to hand, at least, at least compared to Gosling, but he's a deadly knife fighter clearly. And I loved that. I, I loved how he was, he loved the playing field and clearly would have won, but Gosling was smart enough to be like, I gotta get that fucking knife away from him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, like he, um, he d- does that awesome move where he tosses the knife and catches it with a hand, brings it down in the Gosling's shoulder. But by the way, I don't understand. You have to be one strong man to take that many knife slices and stabs and keep going in a fight because he gets wounded a lot by that fucking knife. Yeah, like you said. Damn. It borderlines a superhero. A little bit, yeah. Uh, now, that said, I, I find that to be more believable for a person to do. No, it's unlikely. Like, like, a man to take that many knife stabs and to keep going, his adrenaline's got to be well kicked in, or yeah. he's just got to be one tough motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I find that to be possible, but uh, but uh, not common at all uh, for anybody, uh, especially as many times that yeah. If you watch the fight, you see what I mean. Yeah, uh, this was it was it was a great scene, and I wish I wish the rest of the movie was as good as that scene because to me that scene is like I don't know the rest of the film was okay I, I enjoyed it it had its moments and then there was other times where it dragged a little bit well it doesn't really drag but there were there were a couple times where I think I almost found myself being bored almost bored because mm-hmm. it's not long because there are like I said there's a lot of action the action kind of helps keep your attention um, I think if the story beats were stronger the film would have, the film would have uh, performed performed better, and it probably would have gotten some better reception. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that fight at the end is is really good. I really enjoyed it, and I, I, and it's already been greenlit for a sequel. Yeah, crazy. Uh, and I, a spinoff series in the whole yeah. cinematic universe. We'll see what happens. Uh, honestly, you know, but with this one being as uh, what it was. If they can all, if they can all just, if they all turn out to be like this, and not any worse, that's fine. Because I enjoyed this film. It's like I said, it's not bad, but it's not great, but it's not bad. I don't know. Like I know you haven't properly watched it, but no. from what you, from what I told you, from what everything you've get, oh, everything you've gathered, what do you make of this movie? For well, for the hour that I saw. I saw basically a Spark Notes version of this film through somebody else's eyes, so I watched a reaction because I didn't I didn't have time before this podcast to uh, watch it all. And I do plan to watch it in its entirety. Um, from what I got is that yes, Chris Evans' character is very out there mm-hmm. as a villain. Yeah, I wish he had played the villain more, much more colder and asshole. And I would have believed it mm-hmm. more that he was a villain. Um, overall, but still, I still enjoyed his performance. He made me laugh. He got me smiling. So that's just, I guess that's just that Chris Evans charm that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, seems like Anna de Armas was kind of wasted in this movie. She is. And I, I, I didn't get to that. But yeah, um, yeah, that's what everyone's saying. And I have to agree. She's not, she's not horrible. Yeah. But. She's not good. She's, she's a. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's not her fault. I can't. No, it's not. I can't no, blame not. her for that. She's clearly proven otherwise. Yeah. She's really. It's all about direction, man. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we we saw with Mark Wahlberg. Mark Mark Wahlberg proved himself time and again before the happening. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. a good actor, and then the happening, he he came off as a really horrible actor. But that's not his fault. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, the hard drive. Was useless because I don't really know what was supposed to be on that or why it's so important. Oh, well, I, I don't know. To me, it made sense. 
maybe it's because you, you hadn't seen the maybe because of what whenever you got to that well was, even the, was it properly the people explained who are watching you? it I, I know i know you you watched someone else's reaction like yeah maybe maybe when you watch the whole film it'll make more sense to you i don't maybe know how to me but i don't know to, how much it's to the reaction to the reactors they even were like so where's that thumb drive again what's the point of that i don't get it oh there it is why do we need that and I was like, oh. I could go. I could tell you what it means and why it makes sense to me. Uh, unless you, um, it. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So the guy who was like, uh, like buddy buddy with Lloyd and him and him and Lloyd and that girl all went to Harvard together, as she reveals at the end to mm-hmm. Rosling. That guy who somebody somebody online mentioned like this guy this character I feel like could have been played uh, is like a typical character that that would be played by Brian Cox, and I was just like, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? This film would have been better if Brian Cox had played that character. <laughs> but because that guy came off as pretty wooden and boring. Uh-huh. Um, no offense to him. He might be a, a really phenomenal actor otherwise. I don't recognize him anything. But uh, like it's, but like he, I think you, we could lump him in with Anna de Armas. Like they're both, she's clearly a talented actress, but like you said, she was kind of wasted here. Yeah. You know, she turned into a pretty wooden performance. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with him. Really, and and then and that girl too, they're all the flat performances. Yeah, uh, along with maybe some other. I they're the first three I think of, but um, yeah, no, he, the drive has on it, um, very clear video, and uh, maybe other kinds of evidence on it, of uh, that guy using Lloyd as. And the agency, whatever, for CI agency as his own personal hit squad. They're doing a bunch of shit they weren't supposed to be doing. Killing mm-hmm. people they weren't supposed to kill. Mm-hmm. Leveraging, extortion, all of that. Kind of like that that's what's that's that's what's that that's and but it's straight up said that he's using the agency as, as his own hit squad and and Lloyd is assisting him. Like so that's why they want that's why they're him and Lloyd are committed to getting the to getting the drive back. Mm. That's What's explained? I don't now. When they now, however, I now here's why I think those people were confused in the reaction video. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when it when the when the movie comes to that bit of uh, exposition to give to us, it goes through it very quickly. Mm. So if for whatever reason they are distracted or if they're just kind of not paying attention completely, yeah, it it. It could confuse you. You could be like, wait, what? But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I understood what it meant. It is a pretty quick bit of... Ex- because the drive is such a big deal for like the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out it's on the drive, it's what, what the explanation of what's on the drive is gone through so quickly that probably is that probably lost some audience Yeah, it members. gets lost. Um, but I got it. I understood. And I went on. Yeah. And other people, I guess, were like, wait, what? Yeah. So... Yeah. But that's just a you know, so whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's what the whole that's what the drive was. Yeah. Uh, I thought Gosling and Anna de Armas, aside from her that her performance could have been better. I thought her perf- I thought their uh, chemistry was fine. It was yeah. it, it was fine. Oh, how did you like how how that dude from. Uh, from Winter Soldier was was in the beginning of the movie, so clearly the Russos have have some favorites they like to work with. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's... I don't know. I, 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 when I saw him, I was just like, oh neat. Yeah, I probably didn't even put two and two together. Oh, you didn't recognize him? Probably not. Yeah, no, he's um, he he's not Ludlow, but he's the other guy in mm. Winter Soldier. He's like the last guy to enter the elevator. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. Cap. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay. The guy who asked, was he wearing a parachute? And like that guy. Yeah. Um I think I've seen him in like one other movie other than that, and I can't remember what it was. But clearly the Russos have people they like to bring back and work with again. That yeah. said, so uh since they're Marvel projects. The Russos have done a few movies, and they they have their own production company. Is that right? I'm sure they do. So they did 21 Bridges with uh, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was a fine movie. It wasn't like it, it's like this it, to me. It wasn't uh, great, but it wasn't bad. I went in theaters and watched that, and I, I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's I think it's also like the one of the last movies Chadwick did before he passed. Yeah, There's like makes one sense. one other one I think he did just before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would and whatever it was I'm referring to, but don't know the title of it, was what got him an, an Oscar nomination for Best Actor because he was everyone thought he was going to take Best Actor. Yeah. And but then they gave it to Anthony Hopkins, which from what I hear was well deserved. And the father. Or whatever was Anthony Hopkins yeah, whatever. won for, yeah. which from what I heard was like the best performance of his whole life. Yeah, because it made it seem. Yeah. Um. And and then they did, and then they did a. They've done a couple of Netflix films for Netflix. They did this, and they did ex, uh, Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah. And from what I've heard, Extraction has incredible fight scenes, but it's not. It doesn't have the best story. From I haven't seen it though. I, I haven't either. I, I didn't. I haven't taken the time to watch that yet. Uh, I almost want to because it looks because it looks really good. Hemsworth looks pretty good in it, and it looks like these. It looks like they're really good at cinematography, and directing a film. Their issue is writing. Yeah. And. Um, uh, we also did an Apple Plus movie with Tom Holland called Cherry I I haven't seen that yet either I've been that's been on my list though but yeah. I, there's so much but I've but I've heard that it's kind of the same problem yeah story-wise. that's what I heard it had issues too but it looks so interesting um so and then, and I wondered who wrote this film and at the end of the movie it's the same guys who wrote Winter Soldier and Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame it's Stephen McFeely and mm. Wait, was it? I think it was a couple writers. Stephen McFeely, I believe, is one of the writers. Yeah. Uh, but the other guy was Marcus somebody. I don't know if he's in it too. But it was like one of the same writers from all from those Captain America movies they did. Yeah. And I was like, you got the writer from those movies, you got the Russos, you got the talent. What was the missing piece here? And I wonder what keeps Marvel. Not Marvel. Kevin Feige. Which is Marvel. I know. Basically. Well, um, kind of, but mainly Kevin, but pretty much Kevin, but Kevin, Kevin Feige, you know, because, um, well, Marvel, yes, but also still because of Kevin Feige, because of yeah. how great Marvel to me, it's was. Like, but, no, like, I, but, also, but this is also going to lead to something we're going to talk about later. Um, not on this episode. In another later. podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think Kevin Feige was a missing component. Yeah. Um, here, I think, I think I, I have very much overlooked how valuable a producer is when it comes to making a film. And because yeah. uh, I never really understood what a producer did, but now I have a much better idea what producers do. And As you being one, technically. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. so much see myself as one. <laughs> well, that's, that's what you. Anyways, what yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I, I, I think this movie probably just needed a, a more vital producer in the middle of it because it had the writer, it had the directors, and it had the talent. Uh, but I think it just needed that one vital piece to help mold everything together. And, uh, I don't know. It, it's not great, but it's not bad. Um, could have been worse. Thank God it wasn't worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I might watch it again one day, the whole thing, but it's not a movie you instantly want to go watch again. Uh, the, the whole thing that said, yeah. I, I do go back and watch the fight scene over and over again at the end because it's just so much fun to watch. Um, also, oh man, there's a there's a yeah, you know no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have that. I'm pretty sure you didn't see. The, did you? Uh, did you? Well, let me ask you. Did you see the line of what God? What Gosling says to the girl before him and Lloyd fight? No, I probably don't remember at this point. Okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you watch the film because he he tells her something. And okay, yeah. One of the better things about the movie was the relationship between Gosling and the little girl, who mm. is the same. I don't know her name, but she's the same actress from Once Upon a Time in yeah. Hollywood, and she's really good in this. Oh yeah, I, I don't doubt that. She was good in Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. She's really yeah. Um, she was really good in this, and uh, her and Gosling 
I I dug I dug their their little friendship they had in the movie. Um, there's a little bit he says to her earlier in the film, and then he says it again later, just before him and Lloyd fight, and I fucking loved it. It's little bit, it's little moments like that in the movie that really saved the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this movie had. It had really great moments throughout. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and. I'm 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 glad it, it it turned out as good as it did. Could it have been better? Yes. Would have preferred for it to be better, but at least it wasn't worse. And Netflix is known for turning out garbage films, and I'm so glad this one is not a garbage film. Mm-hmm. Um, flat performances, some weak story points, but I still over had a good time. Oof! I want to give it a seven, but I'm gonna I'm I'm but. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six. Uh, but that's, to me, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, it was, I still, I still enjoyed it. You're passing still. Yes. It, it yeah. still passes. <laughs> Chris Evans. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> His performance was endlessly entertaining. <laughs> and it alone probably saves the whole film. <laughs> man. I feel like the, uh, the criticisms for the Russos story-wise outside of Marvel have always been like they go with they they have all these ideas that they could go into and make the story meatier mm-hmm. and beefier but they maybe mention it once and then they leave it alone I think I think uh, their their issue is the projects they're working on they have like boundless freedom to do whatever they want with the projects and i think they kind of go too far above and beyond with what that they're too. doing i think with marvel they have very clear restrictions they're constricted to a certain path especially with infinity war now with endgame sure. they were kind of able to go a little nuts with it but even then feige was just like take it easy guys you know don't go too crazy with this i, I still got plans you know feige was still plan like i said by the time they Endgame came out. I already had the next five years plans. Of course, he's he he needs them to meet his plans. Um, so they still had restrictions or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, sometimes it is best when to uh, get the leash on the director and just be like, "Whoa, boy, no, just take it easy." Like we we've seen what happens when um, when directors um, uh, you when you when you let them off the leash. And they they embellish too much into their concepts and ideas. Like it, chapter two is a very clear example. That f- film, I think, is uh, like a pretty good example of, of how not to follow up on a pretty successful first film. And honestly, I think Warner Brothers. This I blame Warner Brothers partly for this. And apparently, and and I fear we're going to see a a, de- a repeat for Dune. Even though I have absolute faith, the second part will be amazing. Um, Warner Brothers needs to start um, whenever they're tackling a property that has uh, that is going to that needs to be displayed in a part one, part two story, meaning two movies um, telling one larger narrative. They need to shoot both the films back to back. I'm. It's more cost. It's more cost effective. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't cost nearly as much money in the long run. And both films will be very consistent with each other. You won't have the director or writers or anybody trying to think of anything, um, trying, trying to think of any, any ways to do improvements over, over two years, but it won't match up with the other film or it, it, it won't. Because there are things in It Chapter 2 that It Chapter 1 to me was not preluding to at all. And that I didn't agree with, and I think, and it's because they had like a whole two year, like they had a whole like huge hiatus, mm-hmm. almost two year hiatus between production of both films, and all, like my big thing is that I they should not have brought the younger cast back for the second film. They just shouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Maybe for that one scene at the end, whenever it, it cuts back to them to to the kids after the whole thing but then again it's just like yeah but how does beth have her fucking bike that doesn't make sense um so even then probably not i really think 
since it was all about the since it was all kids in the first, should have been all adults in the second. You gotta give yourself limits. You gotta limit yourself sometimes. Um, and that's how I feel. Anyways, yeah, you you know what I'm trying to say. So like, uh, Warner Brothers just needs to work on that more. I just feel like for the Gray Man, what I was getting was you could have had some great character development for Ryan Gosling's character since he apparently has a moral code mm-hmm. at the very beginning when he doesn't take the shot when he should have taken taken the shot according to his superior, and they don't seem to explore that. That's basically what I'm getting at with ideas. How 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 would you have wanted them to explore it? You get more. Why is he doing what? Why does he do that? Why why he does? Why does anybody? Oh, go more into why yeah. he doesn't want to take the shot. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. It, that to you, that's a story beat that could have been supported by something, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Even throughout the film. Yeah. But anyway, that's our two uh, reviews for these two movies. Um, if you've seen them, let us know what you think, because um, I know these these two movies are definitely going to have people who either hate them or love them or like them or just eh. So we'd love to hear it in the comments below. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe um, for more episodes. You can find us on Spotify and on the Anchor app. Uh, follow us on Instagram at at Cinema World at Cinema World Cinema Sword Podcast on Instagram. And until next time, see you later.